Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Rocky, you beat a young, hungry world champion in his home country. Sum up for us. How does it feel? <laughs> Let me tell you, big breaking news. Pretty unpredictable, isn't it, the boxing world? Most of us are thinking, are you crazy? Nothing surprises me in boxing. This is the opportunity of a lifetime. Arguably the best pound for pound fighter on the planet. I still can't quite believe it. It's true, Rocky Fielding will defend his WBA title against Canelo at Madison Square Garden. The Scousers are coming. You know, to come and headline here is unbelievable. I shocked everyone by winning the world title. I'll do the same here. Welcome to the Canelo Alvarez versus Rocky Fielding podcast episode. And just before we get into this episode, please subscribe to us. Find us on Twitter at BTR Boxing Pod, on Facebook, Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast. And you can find me at Sean Basto, ESBR, and our co host at Jord Neald. So, really excited for this one, Jordy. I'm really excited. You're a scout, so you must be hmm. excited as well. Yeah, definitely. Especially with uh, it being such a big fight. And- you know, I know he's a massive underdog, Rocky, but just to see a scouser go out there and fight on the biggest stage, it's it's massive for the city and just massive as someone who wants him to do well. It's a massive shock, really, this, isn't it? Because nobody would have anticipated this fight ever happening at all. No, definitely not. And I think it's more been, uh, you know, Canelo trying to put another achievement on his record, really, looking yeah. at another weight division. Probably seeing Rocky Field and Fort, he's been blown out and around by... I mean, I'm sure Canelo knows who Carl Smith is now. Probably seen he's been blown out and around by him. No, that's a good little opportunity for me to get, you know, another belt. But I think the great position Canelo's in is he can pretty much pick who he fights anyway, because nobody's going to say no. No one's going to go no and turn it down. It's just too much money and too much profile. So he obviously, I think he definitely sees Fielding as a as a quick way to get a belt, really. And I can understand why he sees him as a quick way to get a belt by moving up to the super middleweight division because you said it there. Rocky Fielding blew away by Callum Smith he's going to know who Callum Smith is now after winning that World Boxing Super <laughs> Series tournament so 
it's another way for him to, to, to move up through the weights, get that achievement, and then probably move back down to middleweight. But, you know, I've got to be honest here, before we move on any further and talk about both men individually, I've I've wrote Rocky Fielding off quite a few times, to be honest, on the previous episodes. And I know that the long-time listeners of the podcast will be like, Sean isn't giving him a chance because I've, I've, I've quote what I've said in the past about him. I said, I don't think he'd get past European level. And then he went, and won a world title and proved me wrong there and now he's going in against Canelo Alvarez and now I'm like I could be eating my words yet again on Saturday night yeah I mean it depends on how you look at his world title because it's important to remember he does only hold the, the regular version and yeah. I know people have opinions on them but you know probably rightly so the WBA, WBA have got belts for every occasion really which is a bit silly <laughs> but, uh, yeah I mean I'll, he's been wrote off from the very start of his career I mean I've wrote him off in the past you know I, I definitely I was definitely for Carl Smith would win as he did, and even you know after the Ryder performance where he weren't great, and some people thought John Ryder beat him. I was one of them on the bandwagon saying you know maybe he's not that good, but what he did to Zuiga is that's hard to do regardless of the belt to go to Germany and you know stop the champion. You know it, it's a big achievement, and now he's at the biggest stage, so nobody can say nothing really. No, I, I mean like I said earlier, I wrote him off a few times, and the last few fights he's proved he's proved me wrong. He's I think when he got beat off Callum Smith, he the, the thing with Rocky, as we know, he's a big puncher, and it only takes one of the big bombs to land on an opponent, and you know he scrambles the senses, and, and he could potentially pick up a win, and we've seen that with with the way he sort of dismantled Zoiger and picked up the regular version of the WBA title. It, for me, is he, he has improved since that loss to Callum Smith. He looked a bit shaky. In in the Ribrassi fight when he came back you know the former George Groves opponent and he looked a bit shaking in and I remember watching that fight and thinking to myself I don't think he's going to get past European level here you know I really don't think he's going to go any further than that I think his confidence is dented he seems a bit rockier you know and pardon the pun rockier in there every time he gets clipped and that's it for me I was kind of I'd give up on him at yeah. that point I mean what happened to him against Smith it's massive to recover from mentally like, that was in, you know, Liverpool in his hometown, all his family and friends and fans were there, and he was beating in around. So, to come back against Rebras, you know, he did, he, he got dropped in that fight as well, and I think, um, or did he get dropped or just rocked? And I think he just got rocked a couple of yeah, times, didn't he? Um, so, uh, well, he definitely got hurt anyway, so it, it was probably a good test that he needed, but from then, you know, linking up with Jamie Moore, I know he was with um, Oliver Harrison and he had his problems, so he's gone with Jamie Moore, who sort of took over that stable. He's, he's definitely looking better. People can't say he's like you know he's got lucky or whatever. He's he's gone and had tough tests. So it's one of them where he's definitely on the he's on the upward curve, Rocky Fielding. But if this is a step too far, many will probably say yes. But he's got to take it. He can't say no. No, so it, I'm going to say you know this is going to be a step too far for him. But I'm not going to just jump straight into predictions five minutes into the episode. We'll, we'll go through that later on. Going through his career, then I've watched Rocky Fielding's career for, since he stepped in at the last minute to win prize fighter. That's where he kind of came on my radar. And, you know, over the past three years, especially, he's, he's, he's had some real ups and downs situations where, you know, he went in and got blew away in 2015 against Callum Smith, which, you know, it was a great fight, both undefeated at the time and, you know, both scousers, it was a you know, really, really great fight to, to get in Liverpool as well. And when he got blew away in that fight, like I've, like I've I reiterated again, I thought that was it, that's kind of him done. Comes back against Rebrasse, doesn't look great, uh, gets the TKO against Zeller, comes back and you mentioned the John Ryder fight earlier 
on as well and you didn't look fantastic in that but he still got the split decision and won the British super middleweight title so he started to rebuild and obviously going to Jamie Moore in the stable Jamie Moore's got at the moment he, you know they're flying in that gym they're absolutely flying you know we've got the likes of Frampton in there you've got the likes of Tommy Coyle in there you know all these guys careers have started to go on the up again you know after defeats or or after bad situations and it seemingly looks like this is what's happened with Rocky Fielding and you know he beat Brophy last year and then he had a couple of he had one more fight at the Sheffield Arena earlier on this year and then he got the Zyga fight and I was just like nah I don't think he's going to win this one either I think that was late notice again and you know one thing is for sure Rocky's never had an, an easy path he's been on record stating this week that he, he started at Salford Sport, uh, Sports Centre in, with no TV no promoter so you know it's not like he's been one of these GB these GB amateurs who come through and get and gets all these dates and you know he's on pay-per-view cards and all he's done it the hard way so all these little tests have just led him to this point so it's one of them like people have their opinion and he definitely does split opinions some people don't rate him at all some yeah. people rate him highly and you know that that at the end of the day is just a game but it's one of them he, you've got to give him respect for the way he's come up and you know at the end of the day he's now reached the top of the tree so there's no way this on the weekend can affect him in his career in any way in my opinion unless he, he ends up injured but it's one of them. Like, if he loses, how much does he actually lose? Well, he doesn't lose nothing, yeah. does he? He doesn't lose anything. So it's a win-win for me. Yeah. If he loses this, then he comes back to the UK and he's in probably he's back on the edge of world title level because at the end of the day, this fight with Canelo, there's difference between world title fights and then fighting elite elite level fighters. It's sort of a division in its own, yeah, or a you know a belt in its own. So he comes down, he's probably on the edge of world title fights again, and I wouldn't be surprised if I'm not writing him off. But if he lost this weekend, if he had another world title fight next year, I wouldn't be surprised one bit. Well, I'm not being funny, but if uh, Paul Smith can get four or five world title fights, who also fought Tiger, you know, if he can get that many title fights, I, I don't see why Rocky Fielding can't get another shot if he loses to Canelo this weekend. Going back to the Tiger fight then, Jordi, uh, how surprised were you with the way he came out and seemingly just sort of went on the attack straight away from from, from head to body. It's the body shots that I was quite impressed with as well from Fielding in that fight. Yeah, he's heavy-handed and that's been evident throughout his career, but I, I wouldn't say I was massively surprised he won. I, I thought he'd probably get... My feeling going into the fight was that he'd lose the decision in Germany, like most people do. <laughs> yeah. that, that was just how I thought. And, you know, at the end, he, he took it into his own hands and the game plan was perfect from Jamie Moore. They broke him down to the body and and Zoyga didn't fancy it at all once he got hurt and you know I think Zoyga was probably I watched him a couple of times and didn't think he was that great so I think he was sort of sitting there waiting to get beat but you know the whole situation I mean wasn't he trained by Jürgen Bremer and yeah. Bremer was trying to get the fight oh yeah he was directly. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, he's come in the ring at the end didn't he and he's like saying something to him he's like you knew he was kind of saying you know I'll fucking take yeah. you mate I'll take you but Zoyga was sort of he had a bit of a bitter bitter feud going on with the Sowlands at the time like with his contract so in my mind, I thought he was probably there waiting to get beat, but I'll be honest, I didn't think Fielding was the man, purely because it was in Germany. Do you think, like... I mean, I, again, I'm going to sound like I'm really poor in scorn over this win, but do you think that Zoyga wasn't on his best that night? Because there was a lot of talk of shit going on outside of the ring, like you mentioned in there, about the contracts with the Sourlands and stuff, and, you know, I think... I remember in commentary there was a few... I mean, obviously it's Sky's fucking biased commentary, but I remember in the commentary for that fight they was talking about... Zoyga, oh, he doesn't look himself, and you know, uh, I don't know if he's had uh, issues outside. And I, and I remember them alluding to it in the commentary. And like I said, I don't want to pour scorn on the win because I felt like he systematically broke him down and dismantled him. But 
do you think there was anything to that? Do you think it was the best Tyrone Zeiger on the night, or do you just think Fielding was just another level? Yeah, I think Fielding's just better, to be honest. I, I, as I said, I didn't really ever think Zeiger was that great anyway. I think if Zeiger was in, in Britain, would he be spoke about with the top super middleweight in Britain? Oh, no, I, I don't no, think no, he would. No, I don't so think he would. I think the lad probably just had a little bit of a golden ticket in Germany by holding the WBA regular. And I'm, I'm, to be honest, I'm glad Fielding got it out because it's one of them belts that might have just stayed in Germany for years. Yeah. And just never, you know, <laughs> never seen it again. But yeah, I didn't. I always thought Rocky could win that fight, and if it was in the UK, I would have backed him quite heavily. But um, yeah, it was just a German factor. But I don't think Zoyga would ever beat Fielding, regardless of where he fought. I can't not give him credit for the win. He, he went over to Germany and he dismantled him, and not many people do that over in Germany they really don't I mean I, I'm, I'm trying to rack my brains as I'm talking to think of any other performances where someone's gone over to Germany and just absolutely decimated their opponent in, in that sort of fashion I mean I remember David Hay beating Valuev over in Germany and winning his first world heavyweight title but it wasn't in the same estimation as what this was I mean David Hay tactically fought a great fight and, and, and obviously completely outboxed the giant in Valuev but this was a clinical performance and a clinical finish and you were saying the punching power that Fielding's got it, you know is a big factor and it, it for me it told on, on that night with Zoyga but going back to you know Canelo this this is a big fight for for Canelo in the sense that he is classed as one of the top pound for pound fighters in the world and he's now moving up to fight for yet another world title in a separate weight would this be like his fourth weight now yeah four, four weight world champion but I think he's, his first was at welterweight if I believe. yeah I believe yeah, so it was yeah then he's just gone you know gone up the weight but that's a very Mexican thing to do <laughs> you know, Mexicans do win do no the top Mexicans tend to win world titles in multiple divisions but I think that's what this is I think it's more you know he wants to be but I think he probably right up there with the best Mexican fighters but I think he's trying to solidify a legacy now where people can't dispute it so you know on paper we might sit here now and go it's WBA regular belt it doesn't count but in the future people won't people won't go that deep into it they'll just say Canelo the four weight world champion yeah that's if, true if he wins but, it is true people yeah. will but people will say it like that and that's how it will be presented to people yeah. Canelo four weight world champion not the fact that it was a portion of a world yeah. title it'll be the fact that he was a four weight world champion that's what annoys me about these uh, these interim belts because the chicken choose when they want to call it a regular belt and when they want to class it as a world title it's a very confusing to say the the wider boxing audience who who may just automatically think when it's being presented to them as a world title actually it's only really a, a, like a, a portion of a world title it's not even a, it's shit i hate i hate that fact and it, it kind of annoys me when someone like Rocky Fielding who's put his heart and soul into getting where he wanted to go will will always be known as a world champion but then there'll be the detractors out there that are going to say yeah but he was only a regular world champion yeah and you know try and explain that to someone who doesn't really watch or, or take much interest in boxing like just in general day to day it makes the sport sound stupid yeah. you're trying to say he's a world champion but he's kind of not you know <laughs> it's, it, it, they should just obviously no, we've been over this many a time, and this is not the episode for it, but they should just be, you know, the one champion, but yeah. the, the WBA don't work like that, and that's not Rocky Fielding's fault. You know, he's he's well within his right to score himself a world champion, because at the end of the day, he's got a belt that says world champion. But then are people going to sit there and say, well, if that was the case, would Rocky Fielding be a world champion right now? Maybe not, but, you know, the only the way I look at it is, that's for us to say, but that's not Rocky Fielding's fault. Isn't Rocky Fielding didn't 
go to the WBA and go, do us a favour, make a regular belt so I can win one, would you? Do you know what I mean? He did, he Matalan belt. Yeah, he didn't do that. He, he was just put into a position where he could win a version of a world title in the WBA's eyes. So it's not his fault. And, you know, he quite rightly calls himself a world champion because anyone who's in that position, anyone who wins a regular belt wouldn't go, I'm not a world champion. They just, it's just... Because at the end of the day, it's out of their control. It's the WBA and all the other sa- sanctioning bodies that make these rules and the fighters just just fight and win. So going back to Canelo then, just going off uh, the subject a little bit there, going back to Canelo and his you know resume, so to speak, is, is, is the who's who really of boxing and it's a massive mountainous task that Rocky Fielding's got. But if you look at the resume of Canelo Alvarez and you look at who he's been in with, he's been in with some absolute brilliant fighters. I mean, look at his last six, well, ten fights really. You know, he had the, he had the, the loss to Mayweather. Very young he was at the time when he fought Mayweather back in 2013 down at welterweight. And that's when he moved up. He fought uh, Angulu, uh, Erezandi Lara, who's you know a bit of a bogeyman of... Uh, Super welterweight division. We've got James Kirkland, who was a bit of a knockout artist, who he knocked out. Miguel Cotto, what a fight that was, remember yeah. that? Yeah, that was sort of, I don't know, I loved the picture at the end of that Cotto fight where, you know, Cotto was sort of kissing him on the head and it was, you know, Cotto's a legend and that was such a big scalp for, for Canelo at the time when he was he was on the edge of where he's at now in terms of being like this big superstar. And, you know, with his contract now to £365 million, he's the... I think the highest paid sportsman, not just the highest paid boxer. No, he is the fact he yeah. is the he is the highest paid sportsman at this moment in time yeah. since Mayweather has gone out of there and left, which and that's is, what they said. Which is ridiculous, you know what I mean? For, especially over in America, where the you know the sports industry is so saturated with like, different sports, including college sports. It's just crazy to think boxing takes that takes that mantle of you know paying someone the most. But yeah, as you say, his, his CV is ridiculous. He turned pro at fifteen, like a lot of these Mexicans do, which is. And, you know, he's put in some absolutely brilliant performances, not more so than his last one against Golovkin. I mean, Pete, I thought Golovkin won. I thought Golovkin won the first yeah, one. Yeah, I did. if you keep looking back at it, the, Canelo sort of fought Golovkin at his game. And that's, it's, you know, not many people had the bollocks to do that. And he did it. And he, he sort of, you know, regardless of what we say, he won the fight officially. Yeah. Well, this is what we wanted to touch on as well about... Canelo in his last couple of fights the biggest fights obviously on his record are the Golovkin fights because both undefeated fighters uh, you know at the, at the, in the first fight they were both undefeated we got the, the split decision draw which was very controversial a lot of people felt that Golovkin won that first fight I, I give my opinion back when this fight happened and I felt like the, you know originally the first fight was very close and it probably could have gone either way. So I wasn't too disappointed with the draw in the first one. But the second fight, now that was a that was a difficult one to score. And uh, for, for, for what I recall, doing the preview episode for Canelo and Triple G, I thought Triple G was going to take it. And then, you know, again, watching the fight back when it happened at the time in September, I felt like Triple G should have just edged that fight and we're always going to go through this bullshit of how many punches were thrown and how many punches landed and who did the better work in the fight and aggressiveness and all the rest of it but we weren't the people sat there judging it at, at ringside we weren't the ones with the official scorecards they were professionally paid people even though some of them are really shit at doing the job you know some of them are really good and get it right and i didn't think that this was the right decision at the time but canelo still walked away Officially, as you say, with with the win, so it's again it's sort of cementing his legacy. These Golovkin fights, and now he's moving up to fight Rocky Fielding, who 
Nobody's giving Field any a hope in hell. Another world title. He's now going to potentially become a four-weight world champion. With this, with this win and another world title, does that start to put his legacy even more into perspective? Yeah, I mean, I think you just said he was undefeated in the Golfman fight, but he being beat by Mayweather, didn't he? Oh shit, yeah, you're right. <laughs> no, I just want to correct that. I know, yeah. On these two, don't he knows nothing. Yeah, but it was just one of them. Like, as you say, it's all about legacy now. You know, he's earned the money, he's got more money than he could ever spend. You know, he's well known in this day and age. But I think for Canelo, it's just abundantly clear that he's just about legacy. You know, he wants to go down as one of the of one of the greats of the sport. And being a four weight world champion definitely does that. But everyone's talking about him being a four weight world champion and, you know, Everything can do for Canelo, but you know we. It might be a massive upset if Fielding wins, but we've seen it time and time again. You know when people overlook people and yeah. ended up and end up dropping it. And you know let's flip it on the, the other way. If Canelo was to lose to Rocky Fielding, how much does that damage his legacy? You know what I mean? It's, it's one of them, like people. You know, it, I think you'd probably have the the people jumping in going, "Was he really that good?" Or, and you know just stuff like that. You know it'd be hard to get away from if he was to be on the end of this massive. Be on this massive upset. I hope he is, but you know, it's a long, it, it is a long shot. But yeah, I, I think just looking at his record as well. This is obviously a super middleweight. I think the only person he's knocked out at middleweight officially is Amir Khan. Yeah, who's never ever been a middleweight. He, he was never he's, a middleweight. He's a, yeah, he's a welterweight. Yet. So you know, you probably suggest his power's not quite the same at middleweight. It's quite interesting you say that. Yeah, yeah. It is it? I'm sure he definitely hits hard. I wouldn't like to hit by him, but but is his power as effective as his lower divisions? And then going up again. But at the end of the day, it's, we're only going to find out and. Fielding might be a level below, but it's just interesting to say his, his power doesn't seem to have come up to middleweight and he's going up another division. So, Well, let's move on to what we think about keys to victory then for both men before we get into the prediction side of things. So I think we'll start with Fielding first because obviously he's the underdog. He's a man that's no, no chance in hell. That's what people say. That's what social media is saying. I don't even think I know anybody or any other boxing account or anything that has actually sit there and saying, you know what? Actually, I think uh, I think Rocky Fielding's got a really good chance on Saturday <laughs> night. Nobody's giving him a fucking chance at all. No, no I, I'm scouting. I fucking do give him a chance. I don't care. <laughs> I honestly, if people are going to call me biased, I honestly do not care. Just, you know, these things happen in boxing, and at the end of the day. Canelo's gone up a lot of weight. Will he be as effective? Fielding can definitely whack. I'm not saying he is going to win, but to say he hasn't got a chance is a load of shit, in my opinion. Anyone in there who's got the size, the reach, the weight advantage can, uh, Fielding's going to have over Canelo has got a chance of winning the fight. Well, that's where the keys to victory come in, aren't they? Because he has got a lot of physical advantages over him as a taller man, as a man with much reach. Essentially, you're talking about punching power. Rocky Fielding's punching power is proven at super middleweight. Yeah. It's proven time and time again, whereas Canelo's isn't because he's never been at the weight before and you rightly pointed out which I thought was a really good point about the fact that he's only fought uh, obviously knocked out one middleweight who wasn't a middleweight who was Amir Khan yeah. so you can't really make a judgement based on how his power is going to be effective but then in the same sense Rocky Fielding's can be defensively frail at times and leave himself wide open and he's, you know if he gets if he gets tagged off Canelo will he will he go into a defensive mode these are a lot of questions that are, are obviously going to get answered on Saturday night but if we're talking about Rocky Fielding's keys to victory it's got to be keeping him at range and setting up that right hand off the jab and his body work in the last fight with Zoyga was, was very impressive and I think if he's gonna if he's gonna beat Canelo, he, he is gonna have to really wear the guy down and catch him with a very good punch because I don't recall seeing Canelo in trouble in any of his fights. Yeah, but 
on the same thing. He's never been up at that heavy, has he? He's never no. been hit by one of the, the fellas up there. And at the end of the day, Phil might be inferior in every single department, but if he clocks him, he's got proven power at that weight. You know, no, none of nobody can sit here and go, Canelo will definitely take that shot because you don't, you don't know that. It's not. He's never. He's not. Ne- you've never seen it before, so you can't sit there and say one hundred percent Canelo will take a shot at super middleweight. You don't know, so it's one. I think his keys to victory of obviously using his attributes, but I think that's very in the heat of it. You probably look at the fight and say, you know, Fielding's got to keep it long and try and keep Canelo on the end of his jab and stuff like that. But in the heat of it, at Madison Square Garden on the biggest night of your life, it would be very fucking difficult to just <laughs> stick to that game plan. And if he does, then kudos to him. But I think a bit like what we said with Fury the other week he's got to get Canelo's, Canelo's respect yeah, he needs absolutely. to land on Canelo and Canelo to maybe think I don't want too many more of them you know what I mean and just sort of say like this guy's not because the last thing Fielding wants is Canelo to have no respect and just keep pressuring him and yeah. that's where we've seen Fielding in trouble before against a lot lesser fighters like when John Ryder was putting pressure on him he didn't look great so it's just I think he's just got to use more more than his height and his, his reach his weight to try and you know, let, let Canelo know you're in here with a big fella. You're not in here with someone in your division. So I think that's his key to victory, but it's a massive uphill task. But when I hope he does. I, th- I think you're right in what you're saying. If you're obviously Jamie Moore and you, you're assessing how you're going to go into this fight, you, you've got to think about you are the bigger guy naturally. And on the night, he's going to be even bigger. Obviously, when he's uh, rehydrated from, you know, obviously the, the, the weigh-in on Friday, he's going to be going out and having some food and getting himself into prime. So he, on the night, he's probably going to come in even bigger. And he's going to be a lot bigger on the night for, for, for Canelo and I look at the difference between them I was seeing the picture today and it's actually going to be the picture for the artwork for this episode of the difference in the height between them and the difference physically between them is on paper you think the bigger man surely surely has to win here Canelo's a dodgy bastard though won't be surprised, <laughs> if, be surprised if he come in fucking heavier what with the, me- <laughs> with the Mexican meat yeah but like you know there's, there's plenty of stories about the way he refuels and stuff like that and yeah, I just think he's a, just a the pills at the weigh-in. Yeah, I think he's just a fucking dodgy bastard. Full stop. Well, I've uh, said this before. Yeah, I've slagged him. I've slagged him off tenfold about yeah. the, his clambutrol, his Mexican meat. It's quite an interesting video that never quite went as far as I thought, but it's um, quite weird actually. It's the Smith brothers, and they're in conversation with Floyd Mayweather, like in some sort. They've passed in some sort of way, and they're sort of saying on the video, "Ty fell the caught it." Sort of saying in the video when when he fought Smith that after the weigh-in, he was in a he was in a hotel room and sort of didn't come out sort of so you know read into that what you will but I'll try I'll send you the video and try and we'll try and put it out but yeah he was just sort of but even the, the stories from everywhere to say the way the, the guy fucking acts and he's been caught though I'm not fucking buying the Mexican meeting like everyone else isn't <laughs> like he got caught doping and you know, for that's another reason I don't want him to win or cement a legacy but yeah um Fielding's just got to be the bigger man from the from the off and if that's enough then great but you know, at the end of the day, love him or hate him, Canelo's a very, very, very good fighter. <laughs> so on that note then, what's Canelo's keys to victory in this fight, do, do we reckon? I mean, I think I'll, I'll start and say he's probably going to have to pressurise Field in the same way John Ryder did. And I think the pressure's going to be a massive, massive key for Canelo in this fight. If he, if he starts on the front foot and he starts to put the pressure on, tries to close the distance, get on the inside, I, I think that's where his, his obvious successes are going to be. He's... 
you know, like obviously Joe Fraser used to sort of really bob and weave to try and get on the inside of a much larger opponent. That's what I expect Canelo to do, and he expects him to try and throw one in the big overhand rights, the one that he, he cleaned Khan out with. And I think that's where he's going to have to go. And I'll be surprised if he comes out and tries to do something different. It could be, uh, you know, the body work could really get to Fielding. He could really get on the inside and work the body in and drain Fielding down and then catch him with a good overhand right. I honestly don't know how it will go down or what game plan they will have because he might come out Canelo-wise and he um, he might come out and, and, and try and fight on the counter. Do you know what I mean? But I mean, I'll be honest with you, I'm expecting him to come out and I'm expecting him to pressurise Fielding and try and trap Fielding on the ropes, try and cut the ring down and he's going to try and pepper him, pepper him as much as he can, get on the big right hands in. And I think that's that's... I know it's not a, a very technical analysis of how I think he's going to win, but you know what I'm talking about, and the listeners know what I'm talking about when I say you see a guy smaller and you see again against a bigger guy, he's going to have to go in, try and get on the inside and get out, and, and I think that's how he's going to have to, to win this fight. People will just going to sit here and say, as soon as Canelo lands, he's going to win, but I'm not having that. Your point was very, very you know valid, and... Um, you know, take credit for that because I wouldn't have even thought about that myself actually about the fact that he hasn't actually legitimately knocked out a middleweight yet yeah I mean at the end of the day I just you know it was quite clear a couple of minutes ago that I'm not his biggest fan as a person but as I said love him or hate him he's a great boxer so I think his keys to victory are just I just being the better boxer on the night, and my worry about Fielding is with his, he's, he's such a big frame. He's quite a gangly fella anyway. Canelo's a murderous body puncher, and he's going to have a serious amount of body to aim at. Yeah. So that, that, that's my main worry, and uh, you know, there's a lot of worries because at the end of the day, Canelo could could, could go in this ring and just be levels and levels above Fielding. And would anyone be surprised by that? I'd probably say no. No one's going to be surprised no, if so he, if he wins. If he put a clinic on and wiped Fielding out in you know six rounds. I don't think anyone would be surprised. No, one, I don't want it to happen, and a lot, and a lot of Brits don't. But you wouldn't be surprised if it happened. But it's just, yeah, it's just one of them. I think he's got to use his his superior boxing ability and just try and get to Fielding. And as we've touched on before, if he can get Fielding feeling comfortable, and you know, suddenly it becomes a very, very daunting task. I think that's that's where he might get him out of there. But yeah, it's it's quite it's it's a lot more interesting fight than it's being built up to be. I don't like the fact it's being built up as sort of like a Rocky film. <laughs> but on the playing on the name, you know what I mean. I think you know it's got the t- it's got the ingredients to be a lot better fight than that. So at the end, of the- I hope it's a good fight. But I think uh, you'd have to sort of favour Canelo's pedigree and Canelo's ability. But you've got to also pay respect to the fact that Fielding's dangerous. It's going under the radar for me actually. This fight. I mean, I don't really see a lot of stuff going around on on social media I mean I have today I'll be honest I, I'm contradicting what I'm saying a little bit but I haven't really seen any big hype about it because people are too busy talking about other things that are going on in boxing rather than trying to get behind Fielding to win this fight and it, it seems a shame it's like when you're looking around on social media you think yeah there's going to be some great promos flying around for this fight and it's fuck all yeah, it's, I mean, it's bare as fuck it's, I mean if you're a boxing fan you know about it but I know what you're saying in terms of if this was another Brit going over there to fight at Madison Square Garden against Canelo, it'd be massive. But I don't think Fielding has that profile for one, and I don't think people are massively behind him for two. And I think it's sort of, you know, you see people on Twitter and stuff saying that he's going to get knocked out and stuff like that. And obviously, you don't want to see that, but I think that's sort of the way it's going now. People are sort of, if not expecting, probably hoping Fielding gets a job done on him so that, so that they can have a go at Eddie Ayn. Do you know what I mean? That's yeah. sort of the everyone's opinion on things now are sort of boiling down to the dislike or the like of Eddie Ayn. That's so true. The, I, I guarantee if Fielding loses, 
people will be tweeting Eddie Hearn before the tweeting field. Yeah, why, why, why did you feed him to the Lions? Yeah, exactly. yeah. And, you know, it's, it's a bit stupid to be honest, but in the, in the age of social media, that's just the way it's going. Should we go into predictions then? Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, I'm going to... KO. Come on <laughs> there you go, straight <laughs> off the bat. Straight <laughs> off the bat. So, go on then, Jordy. Honestly, what what do you see going down in this one? Take take bias out yeah. of it. Well, as I said to you, like, on previous episodes, I try to look at boxing quite coldly. And what I want to happen and what I think is going to happen is sometimes two different things. So, what I said just then, one round KO fielding is what I want to happen. But in the cold light of day, I think Can- Canelo might just be might just be too good. I don't think he'll blow him out early, but I think sort of I think he might get on top of him in the mid rounds and, and sort of put it to bed. But my hope is that his power doesn't come up and Fielding can go up the whole way, which he won't get a decision on the cards in my opinion. So yeah, I think probably Canelo mid rounds, but um it's not something I want to happen. Again, biasness out of it. I mean, I, I would like Fielding to win because he's a Brit. You know, it'd be a great story for him to, to, to go in there against all odds and beat him. I mean, it's happened before. I mean, we had Lloyd Hunnigan beating Donald Curry in the 80s. That happened. Nobody expected, you know, Hunnigan to go over there and, 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 and be the champion. And that happened. A Brit going over beating an, you know, beating an American. Obviously, Canal's a Mexican. But same instance, guy wasn't expected to win, goes over and wins. Do you it know what I mean? It would be the first time, that's for sure. And I think... Yeah, it might be like a mammoth upset if it does happen, but you know, if there's a sport where upsets happen, then it's boxing. Yeah, for and, sure. And at the end of the day, it's two men in a ring, and Canelo could have a massive off night and field and take advantage of it and absolutely change his life, but regardless, he's well, going to change his life. Anyway. Well, I think in terms of predictions, I think um, I'm going to kind of stick with the fact that I think Canelo will be too much of a quality operator for Fielding, regardless of whether the power comes up or not, I could still see Canelo beating Fielding within sort of six to eight rounds. I think he'll break him down. You mentioned earlier about there's going to be a lot of body for Canelo to aim at, and I think that's going to be the telling factor. Yeah, I think that's you, what'll end it, yeah. I think that's what's going to happen. I can see a Canelo stoppage via a body shot, mm-hmm. and I can see it between six to eight, and that's kind of where I'm going to go with. I mean, I've not thought about putting a bet on yet, but as I'm speaking about it, I'm thinking, you know, that might be a, <laughs> a, quite a decent bet, and, and obviously in terms of bet, we were just talking before we started recording, it's all just a Canelo, isn't it? There's no yeah. decent bets, really. I mean, I'll pretty much have a bet. Oh, fucking two flies going up the wall, but like, <laughs> it won't. Um, there's no value in in the fight. I think people, you know, you might get your specials from the bookmakers club, you know, on Saturday. Yeah. Sort of. So you know, if you want to have a go at them, then feel free. But there's no real bet for me. But I think yeah, I think we're both agreed on on where the fight's going. It could be finished with the Canelo body shot. I'd love Rocky Fielding to win, and I know you'd love Rocky Fielding yeah. to win. But rematch it on field, that's all. <laughs> yeah, well, you never know, mate. You <laughs> never know. This could be uh, a different podcast. You know, when we do the uh, reaction show next week, that'll be quite interesting. But we're we're both expecting a Canelo win, and it's uh, it's you know, it seems like the writing's essentially on the wall for it. But you just never know in boxing. You really just never know. We might see a huge upset. So, anything more to add before we call it? Anything? No, no. I think there's not that much going on this week apart from this uh, the sort of the card is okay okay it's not, yeah it's not massive mm-hmm. you know you've got Tevin Farmer on there obviously fighting Fonseca in what looks like a routine defence and then just sort of a couple of comebacks uh, David Lemieux sort of still rebuilding from uh, Billy Joe Saunders obviously be Spike O'Sullivan but he's sort of on the edge and then Katie Taylor in, in another world title fight which she'll just probably blitz away but I mean the girl she's fighting is, is respectable and good but I just think Katie Taylor's so much better than everyone. 
that even the best in the women's game can't live with it. And then Saddam Ali and Ryan Garcia a bit lower down the bit lower down the bill, but yeah, it's all about the main event. Yeah, it's all about the main event this weekend. So that's it, guys. This is the end of the Canelo Alvarez versus Rocky Fielding podcast episode. So before we leave you with this brilliant little outro, you know where to find us on Twitter at BTR Boxing Pod, on Facebook Beyond the Ropes Boxing Podcast, get on Apple Podcasts, get on Podbean, get on all the other available podcasting apps, whatever is the weapon of your choice, get on there, leave us a review, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a comment. We really appreciate all your support. To all you supporters out there across the UK, the United States, Spain, Sweden, Netherlands, even as far as Vietnam thank you all so much for listening to the podcast episodes and enjoy fight fans to fight at Madison Square Garden against the biggest name of boxing this is what I'm in boxing for and he's fighting for my title and I'm going there to defend it and I'm planning on keeping it sabemos el reto que tenemos enfrente pero nos vamos a preparar muy bien entrar en la historia de boxeo mexicano the time has come for Canelo to come to New York and see what he's got he never fought somebody who's the size of Rocky Fielding how much of a threat do you see Rocky Fielding as? For those that don't know about Rocky Fielding, you don't have to worry about him not giving his heart and soul to defend that title. Para mí es un reto, es un reto nuevo, eh, subir de división, entrar en la zona de, de confort del, del campeón. You want to be the best, you got to fight the best. Podcast Network.